Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American. Global awakening to the new world order. My American artificial intelligence control. My American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. What is happening, everyone? Chris, Woo. Greg, what is going on, guys? Going on, people. On the road. On the road. Yeah, Greg is not in. Well. He hasn't been in studio with us, but he's not on uh, video with us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is calling from the car phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his travels. He's uh, the traveling podcaster right now. I'm a nomad. <laughs> Just running, running for your freedom. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, what you guys should do is put like some caveman in the chair. Mm. While I'm gone, or or actually have just a hobo sit in. <laughs> oh, okay. Just have him sit there. <laughs> just hire some gone. random dude. Yeah, just uh, got Bill. We'll do his hair up. Yeah, 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 man. Maybe we could take some uh, super chats for helping him out or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I think that clean up his teeth. Yeah. Well, we're not that rich yet. I would love to do that, but no. Uh, yeah, so you got you on the road. You're heading into work. You're you're calling with us, and it's awesome, dude. Glad to have you on. Obviously, uh, shooting the shit. Rather see your face. I love seeing your face in that nice studio you got going on, but. This works, dude. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I like it. Uh, well, ho- hopefully this works. No, it works. We're good. Um, so we're just enjoying this. Uh, we're actually looking out the window right now, and it's uh, it's pissing outside. It's a lot of a uh, lot of rain. By pissing, he means it's raining a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the clouds are pissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of nice though. I mean, it feels a little bit more like home, except for it's a little bit warmer. Yeah. Than than normal. It's not that chilly breeze outside that you usually get in the in the Pacific Northwest. But. Oh, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a term from grumpy old men here. It's colder than a witch's titty outside. Ooh, here. Yeah. You were saying that it's and like close it, to snowing. Yeah, it's supposed to snow on Thursday, but Dang. Ooh, I'm gonna man. do my uh, anti snow dance outside. You know those uh, dances that you do, like the rain dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Do a snow dance. The anti snow. I want that shit gone. Uh, record the anti snow dance that you do, please, because okay, I have a I feeling will. a lot There's of people be... want to see that. Yeah, I, including me. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be some twerking involved. Okay. For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing keeps snow away than twerking. You don't like the snow yeah. at all? Uh, not when I have to drive in it, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's nah, not that bad, bro. Yeah, I mean, if you're driving to Portland, that sucks. I get it. And people are terrible drivers in general. So it always the stressful part when I was driving in the snow was never me. Mm-hmm. It was always the idiots around me, especially the... Sorry, if you drive Subarus, I apologize. But usually you're dickheads, and, and you just haul ass because you got the you know the all-wheel drive, and you think that you're, you're like invincible. You think. Or the big trucks. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. Like, they'll go 90, and it's fucking, you know, a foot of snow outside. But eh, regardless... I always distrust the other drivers more than myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, they make yeah. it stressful. Well, so, I mean, to be fair, whenever I see a car just swiped off the side of the road into the embankment because they slipped or did something stupid, it's never a truck. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
I've seen plenty of trucks do the same thing because it's usually usually it's the people that drive like the four wheel drive trucks that, yep. that think they're invincible. Either it's all wheel drive cars or people in four wheel drive trucks that yep. think they're invincible and they just do stupid shit. Yeah. And then that's what uh, usually ends up cause, causing the wreck. Yeah, I've seen a lot of four-wheel drive trucks. Uh, and, and mostly it's because, yes, you can drive pretty well in it, but then when you have to slam on your brakes, you're still fucked regardless. Or or people exactly. or people with, like, massive road rage. They just yeah. get so impatient that they have to, like, just go. Yeah, they're like, the white snow is too happy, fuck <laughs> You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's angry of, of all the joy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I, you know what I call those? I call those rage boners. Mm. Like they're so ah. freaking hard that they get angry. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah. you know, when you're wrestling, Dave, you know that move. Oh, <laughs> you just throw me. What what move? Am I? <laughs> you, you stick the thumb up the ass. What is um, that move? I've never done that. Uh, people did do that though. <laughs> there were people that used to do yeah. that in wrestling. That they would uh, they would like play with your butt or or kind of smack you in the junk a little bit. You know, just to try hmm. to like throw you off your game. Okay. So. But, you know, it didn't. I would never do that. I wouldn't do it. That's not worth it to me. I'll take the loss. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a stinky thumb. No. Guys, uh, partmyamerican.com. Go check that stuff out if you guys want some merchandise. And also, today, officially, right, is the day where we uh, kind of do our Patreon. Right? It's the, like the official week. What? The official week, not the day. Uh, yeah. Like, we're going to be I mean, posting I, I something later. What are you but- doing? Well, we, we changed up, so Chris uh, spent some time, right? And, and I know Greg did a bunch of stuff, too, there, but we got everything reorganized. We got some new tiers, right? We got the $10 tier. What was the other tier? $5. $5 tier. So if you go on there and check it out, you can see what is being moved to where now. Uh, the $10 tier is, is good because you guys get a little bit of a discount rate. It used to be $20 for uh, the top tier, but now it's 10 uh, And then we have a $5 tier for those that want to kind of get in and explore and figure out if it's something that you're in, into. Plus, you do get uh, the Zoom call on the yeah, $5 tier. Yeah, you get tier. a Zoom call. So the $10 tier, you're going to be getting the uh, call-in shows. You're going to be getting all the additional content. And uh, we're super excited about it because, obviously, money's tight nowadays. So this does bring it down a little bit. You guys are more than welcome to uh, add additional. If you want to donate more, you can do that. Um, and we can help you with that if you want to. Because I know we've had a few people that have asked about it. So if you guys want to donate more, you absolutely can. But guys, this is the best way for us to um, not rely on the social media companies and the ad revenue. Like this gives us a surefire thing and a safe place for us to be no matter what. So you guys can always find us. Keeps us open. Keeps us going. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's already signed up. And I know we've had many, many people signing up and and changing back over. So go check it out at Patreon uh, and be excited for all the new stuff that's going to be coming out. And that's going to be starting this week. We're going to have some new videos coming out. We yep. got one later today that's going to come out. It's like about a 10-minute video. And then Greg does Strange Sauna. Right, Greg? Yeah, bro. I was going to say, yeah. So, like, nothing's really that new. We just kind of changed up the tiers, and you're adding content, right? You guys are going to be doing short clips. Well, Strange Sauna's still Putting new. that on there. Yeah. Strange Sauna's new. Yes. The tiers are new. Well, that's been out for six weeks or so. Yeah. So, people get on there, check that shit out. Yep. And it's but cool, yeah. man. It's cool, I yeah. Mean, the strange sauna stuff is like um, definitely dives into the darker side of things, and, and it's very interesting conversation. And it's a lot of the stuff that unfortunately we can't can't speak of on social media, which is bullshit in itself. But it is what it is. And then we got like ten Absolutely. minute like article clips that we just did one today with the uh, blue check mark yep. and the uh, Kathy Griffin getting banned by Elon Musk off uh, or suspended, I should say. So that'll be up later today. 
So we're going to have lots of fun content for you guys and hope to be very, uh, very engaged on Patreon. So I know some people are upset that all of our content is not free, but guys, we have to make a living. This is a business and uh, we want to keep everybody in a place where they know where we're at because you never know when you're going to get banned, when you're going to be shut off. So this is a good way for us to oh, do yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, there's there's tons of people that will support the cause to get off YouTube. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of people that donate and they say, hey, here's $10, yeah. just get off YouTube, please. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's rough, man. And trust me, I would love to be able to have everything free. And, um, you know, we, we give out, we've been putting content out for a couple of years now with at no charge. And it does feel weird to charge, but guys, this is part of the process. Everybody's going to this method, and I think it's going to help us grow, and it'll help get you guys more content because now that we don't work, we can actually do more stuff every yep. single day. So that's that's kind of where we're at with it. But we appreciate everybody. We love you all, and we appreciate the ones that have uh, stayed where you're at or, or switched tiers, whatever it may be, but that's where we're going to be at this week. So on to the news. On to the news. So I have a, right on, bro. I have a couple... Um, <laughs> couple fun things i got a couple tiktoks that i want to go through later that i think mm. are fascinating right off the bat though i want to talk about this article that i found this morning and i found it to be very very interesting and it's about lab grown blood and uh oh i know i haven't even shared this with greg yet and i know this is right up your alley greg this is from bbc news okay so this is a major 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 uh publisher here <clears throat> it says lab grown blood given to people in world first clinical trial this is 13 hours ago. This is a very new article. Yeah. If you scroll down here, let's see what it has to say real fast. Blood that has been grown in a laboratory has been put into people in a world-first clinical trial, the UK researchers say. Tiny amounts. Yeah, tiny amounts, equivalent to a couple of spoonfuls, uh, are being tested to see how it performs inside the body. Mm. The bulk of blood transfusions will always rely or rely on people regarding or regularly rolling up their sleeves. So what they're saying ultimately is, is they still need people to donate blood. Mm, yeah. But what this is supposedly going to help with is what this line says here. The ultimate goal is to manufacture vital but ultra rare blood groups that are hard to get a hold of. And that, you know, so you got your your levels of like A, A, B, B and O blood groups. And there's there's some that are not getting enough blood. So they're trying to figure out a way that they can produce the blood in order to give people in need blood. What do you think of that, Greg? My my first intuition is when has this ever been a problem and why is it now just a problem that we're running out of these rare bloods? You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, haven't and you then, heard, so dude, first, like the Red Cross has been saying they're out of blood for years now. Yeah. You need to donate. We're running out of blood. Uh no, <laughs> I haven't heard that shit. But I do know that there is something that could taint the blood that everybody's putting into their bodies over the last year and a half, two years. Yep. And I think that there is going to be a real need for blood coming soon because we're going to find out maybe some tainted blood is not not beneficial for <laughs> for anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you try to go get a blood transfusion and then you receive AIDS blood. Yeah. Now you have AIDS. Yeah. Think about that, but in terms of what has been injected in people's bodies over the last two years. Yeah. I, I mean, there's lots of different things, man. Like, there's lots of different things that are blood in people's blood that you may not want in your body. So I understand the idea of like having, uh, and we've actually discussed this because that was a concern is that if you go to the hospital and you get a transfusion for some reason, if mm-hmm. you receive blood that is um, juiced up a little bit, you may not want yep. that in your body. 
And so how do you distinguish the two? And, and here's the deal. Like, obviously, with uh, with science, and we've seen a lot of developments over the past couple of years and decades even, um, this is one more step of them producing, like, lab-grown. Like, blood is weird because we talked about the lab-grown tissues. They're talking about lab-grown steak, like, making meat so yeah. people can eat it. Now it's not blood. Do you trust putting this in your body, though? Like, something that was just grown? No. I don't. Hell no. No. So here's the deal is anything that's lab grown is the result of a problem action solution result. Sure. And so it's the solution to a problem that they created and they can make money off of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this, like, let's make money. Does off it this say in here, blood. does it say in here what it's grown from? It, it may. So let's get to that. But it does say that, uh, you know, people that are getting regular blood transfusions for conditions like sickle cell anemia, like those kind of things. But it says that uh, Professor Ashley Toy from the University of Bristol said some groups were, quote, really, really rare and, quote, might only be 10 people in the country. So able to donate. So there are apparently certain blood groups that only have a very limited number of people. And if for some reason something happens to them, they need some kind of uh, some kind of, you know, backstock of, of yeah. uh, blood to put into them. I, and I get that. But it really... I mean, has it been a problem before? Maybe it's it's such a small number of people that when it is a problem, we don't hear about it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they can't get that. Go ahead. My thing is where's the return on investment if you're going to spend the money to invest in this research and you only have 10 people in the world who have this problem, Mm -hmm. where's the fucking return on investment in that? There's no, it doesn't make sense. No, it does not make sense. what, What makes sense is that people will need blood. I think. It's Dracula, dude. I think Dracula's oh, making shit. a comeback. <laughs> yeah. He's stealing all that blood out of America Cross. Yeah, Vlad they Dracula. It, yeah, man. The Impaler. Yeah. I want to grow your blood. We're going to impale you with a needle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Chris, so in this article, it says, How is the blood grown? So, Researcher Project combines teams in Bristol, Cambridge, London, and at NHS Blood and Transplants. It focuses on the red blood cells that carry oxygen from the lungs to the rest of the body. So this is how it works. They start with a normal donation of a pint of blood, around 470 milliliters. Magnetic beads are used to fish out flexible stem cells that are capable of becoming a red blood cell. Then these stem cells are encouraged to grow in a large number in the labs and are then guided to become red blood cells. So the process takes about three weeks, and an initial pool of around half a million stem cells results in 50 billion red blood cells. I wonder how... Well, the, my first question is, and, and not being a science science guy here, because I don't know. First of all, my first question with this being presented to me would be, one, how are they encouraged to, to be produced in large numbers mm-hmm. and how are they guided to become red blood cells yeah so they're encouraged by gentle um strokes of of like love and then saying like listen buddy yeah. uh it may, maybe some marvin gay um <laughs> a little bit of like bedtime you gotta read it bedtime stories at night yeah like a uh, foreigner i want to know what blood is like you know what i mean something <laughs> yeah. uh something I like i want to know what blood is yeah I want you to grow me. Uh, that's how I, was. I wanna be blood, red blood cells. I wanna be red I blood cells. I want you to grow me. Uh, so yes. yeah, yes, uh, that's foreigner, yeah. um, which is yeah. it's accurate. Foreigner, the foreign objects, and then you're putting yeah. foreign objects in your body. Yeah. So great, great combination there. Yeah, uh, it is weird, uh, and it says that it's filtered down around 15 billion red blood. So listen, I, obviously technology and science is gonna go this direction. Uh, and we could speculate on why. And to, to your point, Greg, I think is, is very accurate. I think there is 
going to be an issue where people have such distrust in other people's blood that you before, like if you had a major accident, you would just say like, you know, or they would know already, but you would, you would just not want HIV. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. is hepatitis through the blood? Is that part of that too? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's people aren't going to trust it. I think the people will get sick from it. And it's like going to be like the doctors that will say, you can't take this blood. We need to flush it down the drain. Okay, so yeah, that's what they do with what do they do with AIDS blood? They they throw it down the toilet, don't they? Are you talking uh, I about? No idea. I know, but I'm I'm confused. Are you talking about the blood that people are donating? That they're just gonna have yeah. to like. Okay, so you're saying blood that's been altered by some doctor is that that's what you're trying to say? I'm gonna say <clears throat> uh, blood that's been altered by some juice out there. Yeah, all of that will be tainted, and it won't be able to be injected into people to save their lives who need mm. blood transfusions because it's like it's on the equivalent par of AIDS blood. And they would say, well, this blood is diseased. We mm. can't give it to you. Sure. So now then, so they're going to need blood. That brings the question then, uh, if, if that was to be, if that's real, let's say that's real. Let's say that they come out and they say, listen, this stuff is not good. We can't be giving this to people, uh, because it's, it's tainted, right? Does that make you want this new product more? Does that make you say like we need this more? Or I mean, because how do you get people kind of who limits your choices? Yeah, how do you get people who well, are yeah. peer, if you will, to donate more in order to save the rest of society? Well, that's going to take time. But in the interim, if you need blood now, your only option, like Chris says, is that fake blood. Well, but oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh no, I'm just gonna point out a couple things here uh, a quote from professor toy he says we want to make as much blood as possible in the future so the vision in my head is a room full of machines producing it continually from a normal blood oh donation that's crazy that's weird continuous blood growth that's weird like, right you need that much yeah oh boy well like, see why why so but ultimately if if you were okay scenario that you were just talking about why if if somebody was to donate blood they they have all the stuff in the blood that we don't want in the blood uh couldn't they just give that to other people so like that blood would not necessarily be thrown in the drain because half a society has this tainted so-called stuff anyways right this is all hypothetical just for you listening yeah but so hypothetically if that's the case like why couldn't they use that on other patients who already have the same thing uh, I don't know. Um, the more you have this in your body, the more it's going to exacerbate your symptoms and make things worse. So yeah, okay. it's just like having a poison. You don't want to put more poison into your body. You want to remove it. Yeah. So that's where it comes down to is them actually admitting that there's something wrong and they need to get rid of it, which... Maybe yeah. maybe it's possible, but either way, I mean, I, I'm leery on the idea of scientists producing this organic material. You know what I'm saying? This material yeah. that we produce on our, on our own, there's something wrong with the fact that people are having to get lab-grown stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, this I it? mean... Go ahead. Well, just, like, lab-grown anything. Yeah. And... You know, it just it begs the question, maybe that's why people were so against stem cell research, and maybe that's why people are for stem cell research, is because there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, couldn't you listen? Tell me if I'm wrong. And I'm just thinking. Uh, I'm just thinking as, as a layman human being here. If there was only ten or twelve people in the country that had your blood type, wouldn't it be more cost effective to create a group of people and say, "Hey, listen, you guys have a very rare blood type." Everybody that has this blood type, they should join this group. That way, if anything were to happen, we have contacts that we can get. You know, are you guys willing to donate if something were to happen? Like you're building a community, rather. You know, just like if you need a liver transplant or you have to find a donor. Like, why would you not? Like, if you have this, and we see this with diseases. There are certain like rare, rare diseases that that children get, and that only like five kids in the world have it. And they all meet up and they they kind of like introduce each other, you know, like to each other so that they can meet somebody else that has the same thing that they're going through. And it may help like kind of, hey, man, if if something happens, like, would you be willing to donate your blood or would you be willing to donate your blood? Like, why would you not just that would cost much less than all this uh, producing blood, would it not? Yeah, I'm sure they have shit like that. It's just that doesn't make a lot of money, Dave. Uh, yeah, you know I get that. I, mean? I get that. I totally get that. But I, I, I still like. I are. Would you not say that most people in society right now are kind of over the idea of them making a ton of money? So why not just create that on your own? Like, screw them. Let them produce blood, and then instead, when something happens that you need a transfusion, say thank you for uh, offering your fake blood. But I actually know Betty over here who has the same blood, and she was she's willing to donate it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll fly her in. She can donate the so blood. Do it on your is own. Is she going to send it through? She'll just Amazon Prime that blood. No, fucking ship her over, dude. You're going to be how much money, Greg? You know this probably better than both of us. How much money is it going to cost you? Uh, say you have decent insurance, it might not cost anything, but it's going to cost money to get blood transfusions. Oh boy, I don't know. Okay, so I'm just a saying, lot, if you have to right? pay out of pocket. A couple grand for some blood transfusion because your life's on the line. I'd rather spend a grand on sending my friend that I've met who has the same situation that I do, fly them out, let them do a blood transfusion because they already said they were willing to do so, and and bypass the whole system. But you still have to pay for the blood transfusion, don't you? (sighs) Unless you know how to do that. I don't. Yeah, you're right. We could figure it out. Well, it says right here uh, the the average. (laughs) I could put it. I wouldn't trust you with a needle in me, dude. (laughs) <laughs> what do you got here? It says uh, the average blood donation costs the NHS around 130 euros, which is about close to $130. It's kind of almost the same thing. Uh, growing blood will cost vastly more, although the team will not say how much. Yeah, so if you're getting that fake blood, you're going to be paying out the butt for it. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So well, there you go. It brings it full circle. Money. Yeah, so money. So it's... And to be fair, to be fair, it is a new thing. So maybe, like, let's not, like, obviously electric cars are very expensive. The idea is that down the road you produce more and, you, okay, and it becomes so, more inexpensive. But that doesn't help anybody right now. So, it's, and I grant, I I understand that the 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 idea of develop, developing these things is to help in the future. But how far in the future are we looking? You're just mm-hmm. now doing human testing, and that, and that means once it goes to, yeah. to product... It's going to be as expensive as fuck, mm-hmm. and then is it going to be what another hundred years before it's even cost effective for people to do? Yeah. Oh, and this also says right here another challenge is that the harvest stem cells eventually exhaust themselves, which limits the amount of blood that can be grown. It will take more research to produce the volumes that would be needed clinically. Like again, how much do we freaking need? Like they're making it sound like we need like like uh, freight liners full of blood. I know, man. <laughs> 
but I like I like how Chris is thinking here. Like, um, Chris, you know how they had warp speed for the uh, big C little V? Yeah. Oh yeah. They could do warp bleed. A warp for oh, the, the bleed. Warp bleed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, people, let's do it. The oh, warp God. bleed. Uh, yeah, that would well, be. and that would just all that would take is just another manufactured emergency. So True that's that. no big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I, I thought this article was interesting. I, I know it's up the uh, up Greg's alley a little bit on the uh, kind of the science side of things and the blood work, and and it is a fascinating topic. Joking aside, obviously, like everything else, I would say that there's definitely like positives to having this kind of stuff and having the technology to do it. The problem always is and will be who's running it. How much money is going into it, and what can they do? Because they could always and add. How much money is getting coming out of it? Yes, and they can add to this shit. You understand this? Like that blood, you don't know what they put in that shit. Like, hey, why don't we just throw a little dose of this in here, just because you know it's kind of like adding fluoride to the water, bro. It's just healthier if we have it in there. Well, yeah, and that's what I was asking earlier. What is what is the encouragement to make these things grow? Yeah, and then what is what else are you putting in it to, to make them become red blood cells when they weren't actually going to do that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Interesting shit. Very interesting. All right, guys. We're going to interrupt real quick so we can talk about Aura. All right. It's our uh, new sponsor. Hell yeah. We really, really like it. Uh, the way we use the internet has changed dramatically over the last decade, but security tools have mostly stayed the same. Aura provides complete digital security to help protect your online accounts, finances, and devices, and more. All in one easy app. Yeah, most credit card companies do a good job at protecting you against fraudulent purchases, but what if a scammer files for unemployment in your name? Or if a social media accounts are hacked. Yeah. Aura's protection goes well beyond your credit card. Uh, Aura is easy to set up. All plans come with a million dollars in identity theft insurance to help recover your stolen funds and experienced U.S.-based customer support that's got your back. They give you one person to deal with. Yes. And it, and it, it literally is one of my favorite things about the company that when you have something happen, which it likely is going to at some point yep. in your life, you get one person that's going to hook you up with all the right people. Dude, I said it. Yeah. I know a guy, right? You he do. He called around. He got his identity stolen. His Best Buy account, they opened up two Visa accounts yep. on his card, right? Or on his two cards, right? And how many people do you have to deal with? Five or six. Too many. He had to keep on calling. It took him all day, into the next day. He even called the FBI, bro. Oh, man. Well, with Aura, for a limited time, they are going to be offering our listeners 40% off plans when you visit Aura.com slash pardon. Go to Aura.com slash pardon to get complete protection and savings up to 40%. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash pardon. It's very affordable, guys. We looked it up. That's Aura, A-U-R-A dot com slash pardon. Do it to it. Now let's get back to the program. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about Trump, bro. Trump is uh, he's on the trail right now, kind of giving his speeches. They're big. He's doing one like he's been like every day of us week or so yeah well, dude i mean tomorrow is election day yes it's a day yeah. old election yes uh but he did get some flack because he had come out and he kind of mocked desantis at a pennsylvania rally calling him ron de sanctimonious uh and is, i kind of like that it's you know <clears throat> it's, it's weird it's a weird thing for me it's a little long yeah it's, it's, a it's definitely long um, and Chris looked it up just to verify, like, exactly. He was saying that it's kind of like uh, righteous, you know, sanctimonious is kind of like a righteous state. So Trump ultimately is saying that he kind of feels that DeSantis acts righteous or acts like he's above um, other people. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people are upset about it, and I get it. Um, the last thing you want to do is ca- cause riff when you when you got everything going for you, seemingly, right? As, as the elections come up here, everything seems to be falling in place where we could have a really nice red wave coming through. 
right? We, yeah. can, we can agree on that, correct? Mm-hmm. So Trump coming out and kind of poking a bear that doesn't need to be poked seems kind of ridiculous and, and uh, unnecessary. And I know like Steven Crowder put out a tweet saying like, hey, listen, I don't care if it's Trump. I don't care if it's DeSantis. I'd vote, I'd vote for either one. I don't understand why Trump did this. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. That is kind of, and that's paraphrasing, by the way. That's not the yeah. exact tweet. But my point is, is Trump's got a huge base. People love Trump, and they also love DeSantis. If you love Trump, you almost always love DeSantis. So it makes no sense to kind of put this on him. However, Trump does this. He always puts names on people. Yeah. It's been his his little thing forever. I was going to say, he ended up coming out endorsing DeSantis anyway, saying, hey, go vote for him. And also, if you think about it, D sanctimonious is kind of ah. the opposite of sanctimonious you know what i mean so everybody okay. just doesn't realize that he said d sanctimonious sure the well, opposite. well then people could also say oh well it's because it's d santis and yeah, that's why he did it but i mean uh so this exactly. article says um it says quote we're winning big in the republican party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before that's such a you don't even have to say who that's from and you know like exactly nobody's ever seen uh, yeah. That's who. That's Trump told the crowd in uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, on Saturday night before going down the list of Republicans who could potentially challenge him in 2024, where he quoted saying, "There it is, Trump at 71 percent, Ron DeSantis at 10 percent." Trump told the crowd while reading approval numbers at various Republicans. Now, again, I don't, I don't want to read too much in this because I think, I think that's just a, a, a nickname. He's done it with Ted Cruz, and him yeah. and Ted Cruz have worked together pretty well. He's done it with uh, Marco Rubio, who they, you know, he actually called one of his dearest friends now. So, like, that's part of the the thing, okay? That's Trump's thing that he always associates a, na- a name to a person. And so, I don't want to read too much into that. And you're right, Greg. I actually have the video on this next uh, tweet here, where following that, he came out and was talking about uh, who's winning in Florida, and and kind of gives him some praise, man. And people in the crowd goes nuts over it. So, let's just hear this real quick. I know you may not hear it, but it's 26 seconds. So, just hold with us, Greg. People of Florida are going to re-elect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. It's a nice little applause there. Are you going to re-elect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state? Yep. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true MAGA warriors to Congress, many of whom are here right now. I think all people... So he comes out and says... You're going to elect Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio to Senate, and you're going to elect DeSantis to governor. And the crowd goes crazy. People in Florida love DeSantis. Yeah. They also love Trump. Yeah. So my thing was is <clears throat> Trump, his one cr- problem that I have that he doesn't know when to kind of shut it a little bit on mm. certain things. And I get his thing, and I've defended him saying that he does this with most politicians. But at the same time, I'm like, you got a really good thing going here. DeSantis, don't mess with DeSantis. DeSantis could beat you. He could. You know what I'm saying? Like, arguably. Because I do mm. think there's Democrats who would vote for DeSantis that would not still vote for Trump. Maybe. Oh, you do? I do think so. Yes. Maybe. A few. You don't I think don't, so? Uh, Why, though? Why? <clears throat> because I think Trump, I, I, I personally think that Trump, I like Trump. Okay, don't get me wrong. I think Trump's economy was great, and I know a lot of people would argue that, but I think what he was doing was great. He had a few, uh, a, a number of things that I really adamantly disagree with. Let's, let's be real. Uh, but as a whole, people love Trump. But DeSantis is Trump just without the baggage. I don't think DeSantis has anywhere near the baggage that Trump has. And I think if you're a – if you you got to think in the minds of a liberal or a left-leaning person – 
who has gone the past five years despising Trump, you're not going to get them to automatically just undespise Trump, regardless of how bad Joe Biden is doing. But they may go, DeSantis, yeah, he's got the things that is like Trump, but maybe he'd make the economy well again, too. But he's not Trump. You know what I'm saying? And that, to me, is a much bigger sway than anything else. The fact that he's not Trump is a freaking selling point to DeSantis. Yeah. And I'm not saying I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I have this I have this hunch that <clears throat> Donald Trump is going to choose DeSantis as his running mate. Maybe. I and, and listen, that would be the smartest decision I think he could make. Um but well, you I, know why? Why? Because I think he wants DeSantis to be president after him. And I think nothing prepares you more than being vice president. It gets you in the limelight more. It gets like people kind of not that he hasn't already been in the limelight with DeSantis, but it gets him kind of used to that job of being number two. So it's just like Joe Biden. You know what I mean? People yeah. I don't, like, well, he was vice president before, so yeah. maybe he could be president. I so I tend to agree with you a little bit. Um, we had a conversation. I don't want to say names because I don't. I'd rather them say to themselves, but we were having a conversation with somebody in the studio here and they were talking about this Trump DeSantis thing. And, um, and ultimately I was like, well, why would he not be VP knowing that Trump can only have four years and then run for eight more? You know, basically he's in the white house for 12 years, possibly, you know what I'm saying? Um, but they were saying like, why, like Trump had his thing. Uh, why would DeSantis like he's younger uh, Trump is going to be what seventy f- shit, dude. He's going to be close to eighty by the end of his four yeah. years. Why would you not just vote for the guy who's a little bit younger, who's got the same principles? I mean, arguably the same principles. Now, I will say, DeSantis is probably not as savvy as Trump is when it comes to business dealings and to kind of being. A, he's aggressive, but Trump is is the god of aggressive, whereas DeSantis is the. Um, the kind of what is it the entrepreneur of aggressive Mm. you know what i'm saying like he's not that's the wrong word he's kind of learning from trump and you could see him taking over trump's mannerisms and i think he would be aggressive but why would you not just vote for the guy who could be in for eight years and not chance it because what if the next four years what if trump can't turn it around let's say trump gets in desantis is vp what if what if stuff is so bad that it takes more time he's going to get a ton of backlash from the left and he can't get as much done as we want him to and then that hurts DeSantis is running possibilities because they go, oh, well, shit, this didn't work at all, and DeSantis isn't going to fix it either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see it either way. And with DeSantis remaining in Florida, it makes him the sole governor of Florida, so he has a lot more power. Well, he has more power over a certain jurisdiction as a governor than he would if he was a vice president, right? Yeah. Uh, or at least I, I would, it would, I would, it would give assume. him a little bit... It would give him a little bit more uh, of that leadership role because vice president. I mean, let's be honest. What yeah. the hell do they really do? Well, I mean, they obviously do stuff, but you just never hear about that shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. <clears throat> um, but that's uh, listen. I, I got to be real with you. I think that has mostly a lot to do with their characters. The VPs are are have been trash. Mike Pence was trash. Yeah. Kamala Harris yeah. is trash. Look what um, what's his name? Uh, uh under uh, George Bush, what was his name? Cheney. Cheney. Cheney did Cheney. most yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, Cheney, I mean, historically what it seems like Cheney was running the did show. Did he, though? Because that, that was always like the, the word on the street, but I had never really looked into like, Listen, how much I, Cheney did. Sure. I, I, I'm i not disagreeing. Like, obviously, that's the word on the street. And I think like through the, the kind of like that fake movie that they put out with him, they made it sound like 
that Bush was kind of like the face and Cheney was the one running the show. Now, whether that's true, sure. But what I'm getting at is, is, is DeSantis is not Mike Pence. DeSantis is his own character. He's a super figure in, in, in all in itself. And I don't think that he's going to just sit back. He's going to be, I would think that he would be very active as a VP, personally. He's an oh, intelligent right. person. He's going to actually do things. I don't think he's just going to sit back like Kamala is and just, you know, uh, whatever she's doing on the side. I don't even know what she's doing. I actually don't <laughs> know what she's doing. You know. Well, you know what she's doing. But I think DeSantis would I think DeSantis would be far more active as a VP. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you risk that that chance that the four years that say Trump wins and DeSantis VP, do you risk the chance that the economy doesn't turn around fast enough? People lose faith in Trump and in turn lose faith in the mega movement, which then hurts DeSantis's opportunity to run over the next eight years. Well, I think the biggest well, I think the yeah. biggest issue is gonna be that people need to get out of the mindset that things can switch so quickly like nothing happens well, yeah. over, nothing happens overnight i mean uh, look it's at it not just it's not just the president and the vice president who change things i mean look at congress yeah uh we have what three three senate heat or three senate seats in the uh to become republican and then you have at least 15 senates or uh house seats so the majority of the republicans or the the House and the Senate will be the majority of the Republicans. Sorry, that was a little freaking yeah. uh, ass backwards coming out of my mouth. But uh, they're going to have the majority of Republicans that supposedly aren't going to be the rhino Republicans. So we'll see what they can do with legitimate, um, you know, devout people in there that actually believe in Republican kind of cause. Well, I don't know what that would be. But. And you got to put it in terms like this. Yeah, you could say it, it sh- you could fix it overnight or whatever. Biden tore it down as quick as anyone has. Mm-hmm. But you look at it as, say, you're remodeling a house. Demo day goes fucking quick. Yeah, like the demo of a, of a house or of a country can go very quickly. Build building the fucking thing is what takes the time. Yeah, but to to kind of go against that grain a little bit, if you remember, Obama came out and said Trump doesn't have some magic wand that he can miraculously just fix shit, and then Trump came into office and fixed a lot of shit really quickly. And here's the deal that I think I think people screw this up a lot. I just saw a tweet where where they were saying um, inflation is not Joe Biden's fault, and they showed a graph where Britain and France and all these have high inflation, and they're saying inflation is worldwide. This is not Biden's fault. But what the problem with that is is that's blanket statement that Biden could fix our inflation problems by cutting the regulations, by opening up the pipelines that he shut down. That, that by getting energy back into our hands, by not sending money to Ukraine, there's a ton of things that Joe oh, Biden yeah. could do right now that would drastically affect our inflation, drastically in, uh, affect the cost of goods for all of us, including gas. So, yes, 100%, there are things that can be done now just by cutting regulation on certain things that could shift the tides a little bit and, and start easing up. And that's what Trump True. did. And that's, but that's not going to happen until next year. No, 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 it's not. Once well, it's yeah, not and I, I think I think going to Chris's point, like it's going to take some time, like with the the pipeline that Biden shut down, mm-hmm. like it's going to take some time to get that up and operational again if you decide just to open it again, right? I, I mean, what's to stop him from saying, uh, making an executive order and just saying pipeline starts tomorrow? Because it wouldn't be able to just yeah, start but how tomorrow. long? How long until you get oil coming out of that pipeline that's, you know, you can actually ship and... Listen, I get you. But here's the thing. There's a difference, I think, between uh, people recognize 
possible growth and possible like we're on the right track. And if you look at the polls, most people feel like America is on the wrong track. Yeah. We can agree on that, right? I think it was like 78% think that America is on the wrong track. And don't hold that number to me. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. If you start making things like saying, if Trump comes out and we're, we're to say, we're opening the pipeline back up tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to have uh, you know, natural gas coming from America, we're going to be an exporter again, we're going to be the number one in the world, and people see that it's happening, as long as they know that the process has started, they understand that it's going to take some time, but they see that it's, it's happening. Right now, we have high gas prices and Biden's shutting shit down. He just came out and said, no more drilling. Yeah. He just came out and said, no more drilling. Well, I think the, the thing that's going to work in, in Trump's favor, if he does announce that he's running, which he apparently he plans to announce on the 14th. Sure. And if he does get into office come 2024, the thing that's going to work in his advantage, if things go the way, the way we think they're going to go, is that the House and Senate are going to flip prior to him getting back in. And I think House and Senate is going to take care of a lot of things like that, those little things like that that are going to pave the way for it to become that much better once he does get in. Yeah. And that that's just my opinion, but I think that's what's going to make the big eye opener if it do, if it does go that way is because the Senate House and Senate's going to flip and pave the way to make it a lot easier. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot of like uh, consumer confidence, that's the number one thing. What, yeah. what makes the stock market better? What makes people feel better is the confidence that we're on the right track. And so Trump alone, and we saw this, you can see it in the numbers. When Trump took office, stuff was immediately started shifting up. And they're like, well, that was because of Obama. No, if you look at the graph, bro, it was steady at best. Yeah. And then Trump takes office, and then the consumer confidence goes through the roof because they know... We finally have somebody who's going to probably do the right things, and people felt better about spending money. And that won't change. Uh, obviously, the left are going to do their thing, and they're going to hate him and all this other crap, and they're going to hate DeSantis, too, in a lot of ways. But as long as they feel like we're back with a person who knows what they're doing, you're going to see things have positive change right away. Right yeah, away. Yeah, I agree. It's it's consumer confidence. That's what, it, that's what drives the stock market. And... You know, if you have all these regulations like Dave was talking about, you're going to have companies with a lot of money going, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to mm. invest in this company because all these regulations are now a part of that bag and I'm not going to buy that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of our problems lie with, uh, you know, just obviously with the, the covid stuff that happened over the past couple of years and, and people not wanting to work and, and business is struggling and, and there's been distribution issues and all this other things. Like we, there's a lot that we can do to fix those things, not fix them permanently, but just get it to a point where people are feeling better. And once you start getting excited, uh, it's like having that new girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? Where you, you're, you're buying gifts and you're doing shit because you're just motivated. You know what I'm saying? Americans are going to be motivated. They're going to be motivated to like, okay, you know what? We're good. We're going to be fine. Let's get through this, you know, and we got DeSantis on board next after Trump, if that was the case. I think that confidence would be would be through the roof. But I will say, how much time do we got? About 20 minutes. Oh, man, we got a lot of time, dude. Uh, I have I have a video that I want to share, and I, I wish you could see it, Greg, and hear it because I think it's hilarious. But I think God has a hand in some of this, too. Um <laughs> Oh, dude, is this the Fetterman one? Yes, yes. bro. Holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah. So Fetterman's up giving a speech. It's uh, it's a little breezy outside, but he's talking about sharing the stage with Joe Biden mm. and how Joe Biden is sedition-free. 
And it's what happens uh, when he says this. It's that the timing. It's the timing of it, bro. It's it's. Uh, I showed Chris because he's like, oh, I seen it, but you didn't hear I, it. I, no, I I seen. It. Yeah, I didn't see the very the the clip I seen. They <clears throat> cut out the very first part of that. Yeah, and that's the important part. Yeah, uh, it's the important part. It's almost like now yeah, let's play. Let's go ahead and try this here. Today, Doctor Oz is going to be standing with Donald Trump on the stage, and I'm going to be proud to be standing with a president that is 100% sedition-free. And the flags go falling oh my down. gosh, dude. I'm running- dude, that's not only the, the, the whole thing, though. The other guy that's going against Fetterman, not Dr. Oz, but there was someone else in the running in Pennsylvania, I think. I maybe it wasn't even in Pennsylvania, but um, there was a rainbow. Like where Trump was, like I think Trump was at a rally mm. at the same time, and there was like a double rainbow or something at the Trump rally, and then the flags all fall over at the Fetterman rally. So it's yeah, kind of like just looking at the uh, the chasm between the two. It's eerie uh, because he literally the minute he says a president that is sedition free, and then the wind goes nope and blows every <laughs> flag over. It just like Dude. there's something. You know, listen, I who knows what that was? Uh, just strange coincidences. But regardless, here's the thing. The other thing that this top comment, uh, Lucretia Mills had said this. The fact that he didn't stop himself and no one was seen running to pick those flags up says enough for me. Yeah, they hit the ground, bro. Um, he didn't even, like, acknowledge it. That, that, I really feel like this guy, like, is so out of reality. Uh, he's just... <laughs> It's, I saw a meme where they said, uh, this is what it looks like when you go to get milk and all of a sudden you're standing up for a running ca- a campaign. Like you walk into a campaign place and you're like, uh, hey, I'm here for the milk. And they go, dude, get up on stage. Go, get up say, on stage. say something good. This dude has no business. Yeah, here. this comment says, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's... it's, it's dude, yeah, it's like prophetic when all those flags go flying down. Well, it's just, you know, as soon as he brought up Biden's name, that's what you guys were saying is like, the fall of America, the fall of the American flags. Well, and then the fact Biden that he said he's sedition-free. I mean, yeah. sedition-free is, you know, that's not accurate. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, I saw it and I was like, shit, that is a crazy clip. <laughs> uh, you know, and it should be, that should be an ad campaign break. It's a little late now at this point, but that should have been an ad campaign. Like, God doesn't nah, even like you, this. You could fucking make it and release it tonight if you wanted to. <laughs> he probably could. Um, oh, it was Doug Doug Mastriano. So while the flags were falling down at the Fetterman rally, at Doug Mastriano's rally, right after Trump, or right after Doug, or yeah, Mastriano spoke, they had like this double rainbow. <laughs> it was just fucking weird. Interesting. Complete opposite spectrums. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you can call it like a nothing burger. Uh, and let's say there is, let's say there is no, um, you know, hand of God in this, right? Cause that would be, you know, who mm-hmm. knows the bottom line is, is like the gal said, the fact that he didn't like turn around and like, hold, you know, wait, like that would have shown his patriotism, right? When he wants to come out and say that he loves America, I'm talking about Fetterman here. He comes out and he says, I, I love America and I want the best. If he would have stopped and turned around been like one second man we can't have these flags on the ground like and pick oh, them yeah. up people would have been like man all right and i would have said like hey you know what that's a sign of like re- regardless of me despising you um you know he, at least he like respects the flag yeah he didn't even flinch bro and maybe he didn't hear it i don't know what the distance was between the flags and himself maybe he didn't realize that they fell 
But I'm pretty sure when everybody goes <gasps> and gasps and looks behind him, that it <laughs> would have been a good sign for him to go like, well, oh, maybe he shit. can't turn his neck because he's got the lump. But he he's can't like, turn oh. his neck. He, he turns at the shoulders. The neck overrides his neck movements. That's probably accurate. So, well, not, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he missed he missed an opportunity there for sure. Yes, he did. And and I'm not shocked. The guy doesn't know how to think on the spot, so that that really doesn't like strike me as something he would have done anyways. Well, I think he I think he may know how to think on the spot, but mm. because of his uh condition, sure. He can't convey that process. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, you're giving him a lot of credit. I I think that just uh I think it shows that he's not very good at <laughs> being asked questions and answering them uh, in, a, in a decent way. Yeah. Uh, I do have some other uh, TikToks, if you don't mind, Greg. And I know this is unfortunate for you because I, I want you to be able to hear these. But oh, It's all I, good, man. Do it. Um, dude, this one from, uh, from Hochul. Okay. I, I just got like one or two here. So this was actually... I'm going to interrupt. Okay. This one was actually... Um, I think you may have seen it, Greg. But this was actually a little bit shocking in the sense that uh, MSNBC kind of came out and, and actually... Kind of stood up against her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it's not common to have a left-leaning bias industry or a news agency come out against a candidate like this. But Hochul basically came out with saying that the crime situation, we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago, the crime situation is not that bad. Again, reinstating yeah. that it's not that bad. But this host was like, mm, I have different opinions about this. And she actually said it. And I'm, yeah. I'm appreciative that she did. Let's see what she has to say here. But I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. I love that. I love how she said we're worried we could be San Francisco. Like they've set the benchmark (laughs) of San Francisco is the worst. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's covered in shit. How could it not be the worst? <laughs> um, well, and, uh, listen, take away the shit situation, which is gross on itself. Like, we have seen repeated videos over the past couple of years where because of their laws, again, these little laws do have triggering things immediately. Oh, yeah. That they don't prosecute people at a certain level. You, you're seeing, like, people just coming in. You're giving people Walgreens. the green light. Yeah, Target. They have black shopping bags, and they literally are just taking every piece of makeup possible. So now, what was the video about there? Because I wasn't able to see it. So she, uh, there was a MSNBC host who was uh, the kind of clips right at the beginning. But I'm assuming, based off of what she was saying, that Hochul was coming out saying that New York is safer than people think. If you remember, she had a video where she was talking about, um, you know, the safest cities are Democratic cities, and the actual unsafe cities are Republican cities, and this is a the big lie that yeah, Democratic Clinton, ran Hillary states are. Came out the same, said the same. Thing. Yeah. So. This is kind of tailing off of that. And then the the host came out and said, I need to interrupt you and say that I don't feel safe in this city. And I know that you're doing things and you're working with Mayor Adams, but no one feels safe. We don't feel safe. We don't feel safe in the city. She says she goes to Walgreens or she goes to the store. I think she said Walgreens, but you go to the store and everything's locked up and that she doesn't want to turn into San Francisco. Yeah. She's like, everything's locked up. We, We can't. For everyone's gonna burglarize everything. I'm not gonna go. No way. I'm going to the subway. Like just everything is bad. And, and so the top comment here from Jesse BDEF 402 says that's a real citizen speaking, not a reporter. It's 
um, it's, it threw off Hochul and probably everyone watching. And that's the thing is like when stuff gets so bad that like the real you comes out and actually has like she in her head was like she had you know an what? emotional response. She did. And, yeah. and she's saying regardless of the report, she's like, I go to the store and I don't feel safe at the store anymore. Yeah. And that's her, whether she has kids or whoever, that's her being genuinely genuine saying that like she doesn't feel safe. And Hochul coming out saying that everything's fine is not acceptable. Yeah. It's not real. So applaud to that lady. I don't know who that was. I'm not sure who what reporter that was, but good for her for speaking the truth, right? Yeah. What else do we got here? I think we got a couple. Dude, that one's funny, dude. You want to you want to play a funny one? God. Of course. Okay, let's do a funny one real quick. And I do uh I don't know if we have time to talk about the Kanye stuff. Yeah. Okay, we can do a quick one. This guy scares this lady. I'm actually curious what you think of this. So if you play this video, it's got 17 and a half million. So there's a guy, it's like Halloween, and he's in a scarecrow costume sitting on a bench. Mm-hmm. And you know these like practical joke stuff where they like dress up like a bush and they scare people oh, walking yeah, by? Yeah. So he has a crow and he, he drops the crow and this old lady picks up the crow. And I want to see if you think that this is a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe this is too dangerous. All right. Okay. So she, she picks up the crow. Oh, jeez. She falls. She's laughing it off. I'm so sorry. What What is it supposed to be a bad thing? Well, here's the deal. Uh, so we see these scare pranks, and, and most of the time people just kind of jump back, and they and it's kind of funny. Yeah. But this lady, like, is an older woman. And he scares this woman, and she literally, she literally leaves her feet. She leaves, yeah, her, her, she exits, her soul leaves her body. <laughs> and she literally freezes up and falls backwards and almost cracks her head on the pole behind her. Yeah. But she's like an old woman. I would just say, like, I think these are hilarious. I think they're funny to watch. But at the same time, like, maybe pick your battle. But uh, she's fine. Well, she's, yeah, but what if she wasn't? Like, nah, what, what, adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Damn, dude. Well, what are you saying? She just went afterwards? She permanently left her body? Like, she was fine no. at the time. She was laughing. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I mean, it's all good. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Greg, you'll have to go back and watch that. Because I, I, I think that there's a point where uh, the scare pranks are funny, but there also is some risk to them. You know what I'm saying? There's risk with everything. Dude. Scare pranks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you could get shot doing a scare prank. Well, this old lady, she gets so scared that she freezes up and falls backwards into railing. And uh, she ended oh, up being, like Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Actually, yeah, that was about the best, uh, best one we could find. That mimics him. Yeah. Actually, she was a little more spry though. She actually like made noises when she was falling. So. Except uh, when she like started to fall over, she didn't point out that the the thing she tripped on was black. Dude, it, it, you could literally throw fake <laughs> tasers on her. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Like when you get tased and you kind of like oh, your yeah. arms stiffen up and you just fall backwards. That's exactly what it looked like with her. But she was fine. So, I mean, the guy felt bad. He's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. And she was laughing it off. That's great. But, man, if she would have cracked her head at that age. Yeah, she'd have been goner. Oh, boy. Um, anyways, I, I, I kind of forgot to go over with this Kanye stuff, and I do want to bring this up real quick. Uh, I know we only got about, like, 10 minutes or something. But, um, Greg, you had mentioned before the show that this was a topic that you wanted to discuss a little bit as well. Yeah, I was hoping we could actually save this for tomorrow. Cause oh, I'm do you want to get off here soon, guys? Okay, well, yeah. let's do that then. We'll we'll save it. But uh, a highlight for tomorrow, 
Uh, Kanye came out with some pretty interesting tweets that, um, I don't know, they kind of incriminate somebody that he knows, and it kind of exposes a little of the uh, Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Is that the best way? Oh, like, yeah, it, like, it's Yeah, and I wanted to tie in Aaron Carter, too. Ooh, uh, that's another thing. I'm going to be doing a, a dive on Aaron Carter for a strange sauna coming up. So Yeah, uh, Aaron Carter is uh, another one that, I mean, I, yes, we should have probably brought that up. It was big news, and uh, he obviously passed away. And unfortunate mm-hmm. that he passed away. And it's weird because I actually follow Aaron Carter uh, on on TikTok. And uh, the reason I oh, did, do? I do, I, I do. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because I, I, I no, seriously, I, I, I like watching live videos. Okay. So like I enjoy some of the live videos. I watch a lot of my sports and stuff on live videos. And Aaron Carter's always pops up. And, and I'm, I don't like the guy. I don't even know his music. I know he sings a, a remake of I Want Candy or whatever. But I don't really know him. I've never followed him. But he is an interesting person because he is so he was so gone. Like in a weird way that you felt like, what's he gonna say next? Like what's he doing? Because he would just oh, be, yeah, dude. he would be sitting there yeah. like producing music and he just was in his own world. And it was like it's a fascinating take on a person who's struggling. And I'm not trying to condone that by any means. I I, I, I never want to see somebody going through that kind of stuff. So you just like to enjoy watching people struggle. I, dude, listen. Uh, no, but well, I just I never I knew mean, what was going to happen. There's like a couple of his a couple of his videos are just him talking to other rappers and stuff. A lot of face tattoos. Yeah, a there's lot. a lot of face tattoos all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, I was just going to kind of talk about that briefly, but we can wait until tomorrow to kind of... Yeah, I, I think we should. I, we'll just acknowledge the fact that, yes, he did pass away. And I will say, uh, like, you know, it, it, it's a sad thing because he has family and shit, and, mm-hmm. and they'll find out what exactly went on, but he was found in a bathtub and apparently drowned, whether that was drugs or something else, who knows. But regardless, like, I know his brother, who was in the Backstreet Boys, like, they were performing last night, and uh, he was like, I mean... I'm shocked that he emotional. Per- I'm shocked that he performed. Uh, he was like yeah. emotional, and and you know, like regardless. And somebody said this best, and this is where all in this. Um, you know, you may be separated by people's choices. You know that they make in life that may like kind of separate you, but like family's family, and you always love them. And so he may have kind of separated himself from a lot of people in his life because of some of the issues that he was going through. But you could tell that his brother <clears> loved <throat> him to death. And that's obviously a tough thing. So, I, I, again, condolences to the family. It's rough. Um, it is a little shocking. He was 34 years old, man, which is which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it reminded me of the Taylor Hawkins and uh, Foo Fighters singer, whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like the same emotional breakdown right after. It's like, dude, just like take a time off and just mourn, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's Anyway, fellas, wise. I'm going to have to get off here soon. So, All right. Uh, We'll, we'll I will go. talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, right, man. Later, thanks, thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. Have fun at work. Bye. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> I will. Bye. Um, yeah, man. It's, uh, I, I would be curious, because uh, obviously with Greg being in the Northwest, like we... Like he's obviously doing like some videos and stuff. We don't get to talk to him like twenty four seven. So I'm yeah. curious on his take with the whole thing. I do think personally that um, as far as the Aaron Carter thing, like... It, the the guy was going downhill, and, and I've actually over the past, I actually, uh, yeah, I, 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 I want to say I know somebody that dated him, which is which is really weird, uh, not really well, but I, I do know somebody hmm. that was, and 
I've heard a lot of like conflicting things about him. I heard he was a very nice person and that he actually did care a lot about people and and like he wasn't like your general like snooty person, but the guy obviously had some issues and part of me following him was there is a uh and it's not great, but it's like there is this thing about like watching a roller coaster ride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And the guy was just like he on was this, his own reality show. Yeah, and there and there are people that are making um he had this live video where um there were people saying like you're gonna die and they were using that in tiktok saying Mm -hmm. like you know he was getting threats and stuff but i gotta be real and 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 we can have a better discussion tomorrow but i'll I'll just say this i have thought many times watching him this guy's gonna die and it was not some ill will like you know like threat you can look at somebody and, and you've done it i'm sure chris you look at somebody like, man, if they don't change their their thing, they're going to die. Like, and oh, you yeah. don't want them to. It's a, it's a help thing. Like, everybody could look at him and see that he's changed his appearance. Like this this last video he did, like a couple days ago, he was he was high on something. Dude. He had to have been. His eyes were like bulging out of his head, just like darkness under his eyes, and he was slurring words. And you just look at him and you're like, bro, if he's if he doesn't get help, he's gone. Like, there's no way. Like, you watch intervention and you just and the parents say it like he's going to die. Yeah, it's not some ill will thing. It's the fact that like you can recognize somebody that's in too deep, and he was in too deep, and so yeah, is what it is. For whatever happens, uh, you know that's that's. I mean, I, I'm sure I'd feel differently if it was somebody I knew or cared about. But I, I don't know. I'm heartless, I guess, when it yeah. comes to that. I'm just like, if you do that to yourself, I don't care. Yeah, no, I I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about it and nothing anybody can do about it. You can say it. You can be like, yeah, it is what it is. And I agree with you to an extent. But at the same time, you're 34. And I certainly like, I don't want to see people dying like for no reason. Like, and, and if he was dealing with some shit, I hate the fact that he was going through it. And there's some family shit with him. There's all kinds of stuff that is really like unfortunate for him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, great show, man. Uh, we will talk about the. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more in depth maybe tomorrow about uh, about Aaron Carter and Kanye because mm. he's always in the news about something. And but what we want to talk about is interesting. There's some some weird stuff There's and some weird maybe stuff. he's being crazy. Kanye is just full of weirdness. He is full of weirdness, man. Uh, but great show. Uh, we appreciate you guys and uh, go check out partofamerican.com. Go check out Patreon. Things have changed. They're a little bit different. So. Make sure that you're in the right category that you want to be in. Get your friends to sign up, guys. We want this to be the platform. Huge. So, Chris, amazing show. Good job, dude. Cheers to you. Uh, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.